What's up? And welcome to episode 73 of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton, and joining me as always is Woody V. What's going on, Robbie? How you doing, brother? Pleasure to be back as always, mate. We've got a very special guest who we'll introduce shortly. Um, just before we do that, just a reminder where to find us. Um, please make sure you like, rate, and subscribe on YouTube or where all podcast channels are. Um, yeah, you know the drill by now. Um, let's get into it, right? So today we've got an, another very special it. guest, right? Um, in fact, Woods, our first three-time guest of the show, previously appearing on episodes 8 and 21. So haven't had this man on for a while. So he's a great friend of Throwback Hoops and just a terrific guy. Finesse Main, a.k.a. Jaden Oakley, is in the house. Welcome, Finesse. What's going on? I'll, I'll correct you. It was episode 7. And 21, I believe. Seven. Oh, jeez, we've been fact-checked already. Oh, we've been fact-checked already, man. Shit. I'm feeling like Nikola Jokic, you know, three-time, three-time, three-time. So uh, I'm ready to chop it up, talk some basketball. That's awesome. Well, it's a pleasure to have you back anyway, mate. And look, you know the, the drill. Um, before we sort of continue, um, tell us a little bit of a story about what you're wearing or something like that. I know you can see you're rocking a bit of a jersey there. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, in the theme of the playoffs, I was going to go with my new Jimmy Butler jersey, one of my many LeBron jerseys, but I thought today I, I might rock something that I don't feel any of your guests ever will have this jersey. So today I'm rocking, I believe it's a 2016 Raptors Corey Joseph jersey. And if you're wondering why I own a Corey Joseph jersey, I'm a big Drake fan. And this, this was the first ever OVO-inspired uh, Raptors jersey and obviously number six. Toronto is the six, so once I saw it, I, I just had to have it. Um, I, I get a lot of comments all the time, like, "Why do you own a Corey Joseph jersey?" And that, that's the reason. So I don't, I don't think you'll ever find anyone on your show that has this jersey, unless right. it's from Toronto. And I tell you, mate, that's right up our alley as well, Finesse. We love the obscure jerseys on the show, ones that you don't sort of see people walking down the street with. And that's a great story to go with that. And yeah, like I like Corey Joseph as well. I know you're probably a fan of him as well, Woods. I loved him at the Spurs, man when he started off playing alongside Paddy Mills. And look, in the team of Drake and Canada, Corey Joseph being Canadian himself, I love it, man. I love it, right? Nice. Yeah, we would have expected that one. A nice jersey too. Clean, black and gold. Yeah. You know? I could see it when you sat down. Like, that's definitely a Raptors one. But yeah, probably Corey Joseph would have been maybe my 10th person that I might have guessed it would be. So, you, you know, uh, you see a brother walking down the street with a Corey Joseph jersey and you say, you know, that homie, he knows his basketball, right? You know, he knows the game, right? Otherwise... You know, why would he be wearing a Corey Joseph jersey, right? So it's respect, you know, respect, Finesse. Exactly. Well, what are you boys wearing today? Yeah, take it away, Woods. I can see All you're right, man. a bit of a topical one today. So Woody's standing up wearing the OG number 40 Miami Heat Udonis Haslam jersey. I like that. I like that. Like that, that, one, that, that, that is... I thought it's fitting, man, because the veteran is on, on the team. He's playing in his last season. I mean, you talk about this guy. He played his whole high school career in Miami, then played for the Florida Gators and played 20 years at the Miami Heat. Talk about a guy staying loyal throughout his career. And over the last five, six seasons, um, he hasn't played much on the court, but the kind of influence he has in the locker room, that veteran leader that he is, um, you even heard uh, him in, in, in that first series when Miami was playing Milwaukee and Milwaukee was struggling. He just got the team together in the huddle at, at, at halftime and, and yelled at them. They came back in the second half. So he plays a huge role as, as, a, as a locker room mentor and the kind of service that he's given to, to the Heat has been incredible. And I think 
if Miami are going to go all the way or have even a deep playoff run, they're going to keep him in his mind this year. Keep them, in, uh, keep him in their mind this year, right? What, what do you think, guys? Yeah. Hey, Woods, what role would you see Haslam doing with the Heat? He's obviously a Heat lifer now. What could you see yeah. him doing next year? Like a, a coaching type role, or what do you think he'd be doing? I think he'd fit into a coaching type role or even a front office type role, you know, as mm. a scout. But I think he'll remain as as part of the Miami Heat brass uh, uh, th- th- through his post career, right, Jaden? Finesse. After that 28-point game, I think I want to see him on the court one more year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I think definitely he's he's a guy that you want in the locker room, especially with that culture. You know, yeah. him and I think Spo has been around almost as long as him. So yep. just to keep that same culture going, um, have them in the locker room. Uh, I don't know if D-Way's... He's, he's sometimes involved with the Heat. He's, he's with he's, the Utah Jazz now, actually. Mm. You yeah, know, you see, you see yeah. him rocking with some of the Heat players sometimes, but to, for them just to keep that culture, you know, heat, heat have a real nice culture. For sure. And I think it's a bit weird wearing the Philly hat with the Miami, Miami jersey, but, you know, just shout out to Philly and the performance that they had today with a big upset, so I thought I'd mix it up a little bit, right? Nice. We'll definitely get into a little bit in that game in that series for sure. So appreciate that, boys. So, look, I'll, I guess, finish it off. So as I'm liking doing, I like doing a bit of a double um, there. So... I'm doing the Lamar Odom double today, so a bit of a blast from the past. So hanging over my shoulder there is his red Clippers champion jersey. Um, If you look at that one as well, hopefully it's coming okay in the picture. It's one of those ones where their sizing just went crazy. So it's a size 48, which is what all mine are. It's maybe twice as long as what some of them are. So I think they started making them in another country or something like that. That is just ginormous, that one. So quite amusing, really. But um, thought we'd keep with the Miami theme. I'll just quickly stand up and show you the one I'm rocking today. And for those who are listening to the audio and can't see, Robbie's wearing Lamar Odom Miami Heat jersey to keep with the Heat and the Odom theme. You don't have a Lakers Odom jersey, do you? It's funny. Probably the team he's most well-known with, I don't have his jersey. Do you have a Lakers one, Woods? Or? Uh, I don't. I only have a Clippers no. one. Yeah. This is definitely one I've had for a while. And you know, I like these Nike Rewind ones. It's real, really good quality jerseys. Yeah, definitely. Um, so look, um, just a little bit of a um, some information on Mr. Odom there. So he played 14 seasons in the NBA after getting drafted by the Clippers at pick four in the 99 draft out of Rhode Island. So a bit of a random college there. I believe he was signed to go to UNLV with the running Rebels. And there was a, a few scandals going on there, which probably became a bit of a theme later in his career and ended up going to a lesser school in Rhode Island. So certainly their highest draft pick in NBA history coming from there. Um, so look, he played with the Clippers, Heat, Lakers and Mavs. Um, his best years were, of course, as part of those Lakers teams. And he was also involved in the, the big trade that sent Shaq from the Lakers to Miami and then owed him in a bit of a package there, went over to the Lakers. So one of those trades that probably benefited both teams there. So, look, his accolades are a five-time NBA champ, so pretty impressive there. Um, All-rookie first team, a six-man of the year. Also had a few stints on the U.S. Olympic team, some successful ones, some not-so-successful ones. Um, He's definitely one of those players as well that's probably unlucky not to have an all-star game on his resume there. So one of those ones that was always kind of in contention, but probably especially once he was playing in the West there, there's a lot of other bigs and stuff sort of getting picked ahead of him there. So, look, we know post-career it's been pretty tough going for Odin with various drug and alcohol issues. Um, Also as a victim of the Kardashian curse. Um, So in the last few years, the now 43-year-old's pretty much done everything from Dancing with the Stars to Celebrity Big Brother to even trying his hand in the boxing ring, which he's had a couple of victories there. So um, haven't had a bobblehead for a while, so I thought it would be a good time to bring one back today. So got the bobblehead of Lamar playing for the Clippers there. So stadium giveaway to Carl's Jr. one there. Looking pretty like him, I reckon. It's not like the standard one where they've just kind of put the jersey on. So what do you reckon? Reckon that looks a bit 
a bit like Lamar? I, I think he's got a bit of a mix of Magic Johnson, the head shape. It's, it's <laughs> very uh, Magic-esque. It's a different one, yeah. I'm liking the Carl's Jr. there. So, yeah, I've been mentioning I haven't had a bobblehead for a while, so I thought I'd show that one off. So, all right, I like that, boys. A couple of sort of three very different players. A, a current player Definitely. who's on a team but not really playing. Um, a player that we never would have picked with finesse wearing. And then I got a bit of a blast from the past in Lamar Odom there. So, all right. Well, let's get into having a bit of a, a chat with Mr. Finesse Main there. So... Look, last time we spoke with you, mate, um, it, it, as we mentioned, it was episode 21. It was last year. So we know you've been doing a lot since then. Um, we, look, we've seen you on TV. We've seen you on ads, um, sitting in the front row at NBL games. So give us a little bit of insight on, on how all that sort of stuff came about. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, where where we left off episode 21, where I was at, um, but I definitely wasn't here. Um, you know, I, I just really kept doing what I was doing and, um, evidently got better at what I was doing and, and you know, I still love it. Um, I do this full time now, so it's, it's just fun. It's, it's a whole bunch of fun. It's, it's what I really love doing. And, you know, through that, um, I've has, had some amazing opportunities. Uh, I guess, I don't know, maybe one of the bigger ones last year was um, working with the Australian Boomers during that uh, World Cup time and, doing some you know ads for them and um i've just worked with a, a few brands here and there and um got some opportunities to go to things that otherwise i, I wouldn't have had opportunities to to do met people like shaquille o'neal um so yeah some some pretty big things we know the two of us got a big kick out of seeing you on TV, man. And they were sort of, I forget, it was um, Jack Heaven. It was Jack Heaven. Who, who he actually, it was like, yeah. It was a bit awkward the way he said it. It was like, oh, there's a, you know, there's Finesse Main, if you don't know him. Or something, yeah. Yeah, something like that. But um, yeah. yeah, we both got a bit of a kick out was, of that. Uh, so. Yeah, there were, there were two times, and I actually got roasted the second time because I, I was there doing business and I, I was wearing a, a Southeast Melbourne yeah. Phoenix jersey. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a United guy, but. Uh, I think Pete Hawley roasted me and said he, he has half a million followers and about half a million jerseys as well, which which is true. I I, I got uh, a jersey from almost every team in the NBA and a lot from the NBA. Oh, very good. We also heard you've been doing some work with Puma there, so maybe tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I am uh, officially signed with Puma. As you might see, that, that beautiful Puma chain in the background for the, the YouTube viewers. Um, so, you know, we, we've been working together for a fair bit now probably since um you know i was last on the show but uh you know done some things here and there uh such as the stewie one launch brianna stewart's shoe which which was the first women's shoe in in over a decade and might i say it's a wonderful shoe i, I love hooping in that shoe um and i get a lot of compliments in there as well and um you know from there kind of organically grew into a partnership and um you know when i when i got the contract and I felt a bit like a, a athlete, you know. I'm yeah. getting signed. It's, it's like the dream in 2K that that you grind for, you know. <laughs> um, and and you get to pick who you sign with and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, Puma have been very nice to me. Um, I feel like I've been very nice to Puma, and um, you know, our, our partnership. I hope it it lasts a while. This sounds very media trained. It's, it's not media trained at all. <laughs> I just I just uh, really enjoy working with them. They're they're an amazing uh, group of people to work. Hey, Woods is a pro now, isn't he? You can tell that, right? Absolutely. And, and, <laughs> and when I met Finesse, you know, he was just, it was during COVID and he was putting up these videos on TikTok. Obviously, you know, people had time on their hands and this is something that he was doing. And 
just to see the growth that he's had, you know, for, it's just, we're proud of you, man, as a friend of ours and really happy for the success that's coming your way. Um, tell me a little bit more about, you know, your social media, TikTok, etc. Is that still going, man? What's your following like at the moment? Yeah, I appreciate it, boys. I'm at, uh, I think on TikTok, 500 and, I hit 530 today, 530,000. Uh, Instagram, I don't know, somewhere in the 80s. And then YouTube, I'm really starting to try and push. I'm at like 37, 38,000 subscribers. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to push on there. It's, it's just, you know, longer form content helps, you know, showcase the personality a little bit more. Um, you know, I want people to, um, you know, connect with me, me a bit more. Um, and YouTube helps, you know, bridge that gap. So... Um, yeah, I'm still having fun with it. I'm posting a lot these days. I'm posting, uh, I, I got to a point where I was only posting once a day and sometimes I'd skip, uh, ever since I left my job, I just said, you know, what? I'm posting two a day. So, uh, Puma, they gave me a hoop in the backyard, which they custom painted for me. So that helps out with content. Don't have to go down the court and all that. Hey, tell us, you mentioned about meeting Shaq before. How did that sort of come about? And what was that like? <laughs> for those that know... I posted nonstop for a month about, uh, I don't know, it, it happened organically, funny enough. Um, I was doing my court reviews and I, I found a court that was like absolute garbage, but the hoop was like incredibly strong. I, I don't know what it was. It was like bolted on, ridiculous. Um, and, and I just said, you know, this, this hoop is strong. I don't even think Shaq could break it. And then got a few comments and then turned out Shaq was coming here and I turned that into a whole series every day for a month um and i i just kind of came to the realization it's not going to happen like i'm not going to meet shaq he's not going to come to this hoop um and and break it that's what everyone wanted to see uh and then uh yeah somewhere a shop that he was going to reached out and said hey listen you, you should you should come here shaq's shaq's going to be here and uh this this is like an hour-long story but i'll break it down in the you know 30 seconds but Long story short, I had a tough time taking that hoop off the backboard because my idea was if he, he's not going to come to the hoop, I take the hoop to him. Yeah. I had a tough time, a, a very long week for me taking that hoop off the backboard. Um, I took it to him. Um, it looked like it wasn't going to happen. And then his social media manager looked at me and said, oh, you're that guy. You're Come here, come here. And he, he stopped whatever Shaq was doing and said, you need to dunk on this hoop. And then... You know, we got it done and, and said what's up to him. But, you know, it wasn't much of an interaction. Uh, but shout out to Brian. That's his social media manager. Nice. No, that's a great story. Well, look, really appreciate it, um, Mr. Finesse, mate. Great to see you know, you're kicking goals since we last spoke. And looking forward to seeing you know, you in the front row and getting all these shout outs from the NBL commentary crew when that next season starts as well. So, all right, awesome. Well, look, we thought we definitely wanted to talk a little bit of playoffs with you as well. Um, obviously, that's heating up now with the second round starting. Woody sort of teased that he's wearing that Philly hat today. So we should say at the time of recording, it's Tuesday the 2nd of May. So second round um, matchups have started all by one, which starts tomorrow. So I thought before we went on to the second round, we might just touch on those last two series <clears throat> in each conference that went the longest. Um, unfortunately, with Boston beating the Hawks in six and Golden State beating the Kings in seven. So Woods, obviously, when we recorded last, we were on a big high, weren't we? The Hawks we were, were just taking out that For game sure. five. We were like, can we win that game six and, you know, force a game seven and everything else like that? It didn't sort of, you know, go to plan there. But I thought, you know, the Hawks still did pretty well. But what were your thoughts on that, that Hawks series and losing a close game six there? Well, no one expected us to take it to six 
games, right? And I think that Coach Quinn Snyder is finally having an imprint on, on that Hawks team, right? And, uh, you know, it was unfortunate. We had that game till that last quarter, but we couldn't get anything at the rim. And, you know, I guess Boston's defense really held up at the end there. But, you know, we can leave this season with our heads held high. We beat Miami in that play-in game to qualify as a seventh seed. Miami, who obviously eventually went on to beat Milwaukee. And then we pushed the Boston Celtics to a six-game series. So really promising, I think, uh, maybe keeping Trey Young, John Collins, those guys together for one more year um, with a training camp un under Coach Quinn Snyder um, could be the way to go for us next year. But pretty proud of the boys and the effort they put in. Yeah. I agree with that. I think Quinn Snyder is really leaving his mark on that team. You see a lot of the, heard a lot of the yep. interviews with some of the players. Everyone seems to be on the same page at the moment. I think that's important for someone like Trey, being known a little bit as a, a coach killer in his you know season so <laughs> yeah. far, going through a couple of coaches. But I think Quinn Snyder is a, an excellent coach there. He'll definitely put his stamp on the team next year. Probably change the coaching staff. Looking at making maybe a few moves there. I hope he sort of keeps the main core of that team together. But definitely. Yeah. If yep. someone would have said that would have been the longest series in the East with the Hawks taking Boston to six, I probably would have been happy. With with that but um finesse what about you mate and that um obviously that series between uh, golden state and sacramento so the only series that went to game seven there um but sacramento might be a little bit disappointed after winning the first two and then going down but what was your thoughts firstly on the game seven and, and the series in general well the game seven i'll be quite honest with you i have no thoughts because it was scheduled for like 3 30 in the morning yep. I, I don't know why like all other games were we're lucky here in Australia if you're watching from somewhere else. Games are generally uh, 11 o'clock, but playoff time, they start at 9.30 and the late one at 12.30. It was at like 3.30 and 5.30 that day. I don't know what happened. So I, I didn't get to see that game. But Steph Curry with the 50 ball. And people are saying, but he took 38 shots, but he shot 52% from the field. He had to take those shots. The team needed him to take that many shots and he needed to make them. So... You know, Steph Curry was doing Steph Curry things. Um, I'm so excited for this, what might be the last ever LeBron versus Curry series. Um, but, you know, we might talk about that a bit later. And uh, the Kings is disappointing uh, in a way, but also exciting to see uh, what the future holds after that 17-year streak finally broken. No, good call. Look, I think for Curry there, that's just another string to his bow there. Another big thing on his resume, the, the first player to score 50 points in a you know deciding game seven ever. So breaking Kevin Durant, I think. Eight rebounds. Yeah. No, he, he did it all, didn't he? Um, yeah, look, it was it was pretty good to see that. I think you're right about Sacramento. I think they'll be reasonably pleased. Obviously, they were, you know, did have the home court advantage going into that and they lost there. But we've seen a few road road dogs winning these series. And I think they'll build on that. Obviously, De'Aaron Fox wasn't quite himself with that injury there. But no, I enjoyed that series. And look, I, I think you're right. This, um, yeah, Lakers and, and Golden State, wow. The, the whole eyes of the world will be watching that one there. So, well, look, a bit of a segue there. Let's get on to these second round matchups. Um, Yep. And look, we might start with the the series. It's probably you know a couple of games in so far, right? So, well, actually, one game in there. So, let's talk about the one um, topic of one that happened today. There would so Philadelphia winning in Boston in Game One there without Joel Embiid. Um, yep. What were your thoughts on that? Well, let me say Kendrick per Perkins was saying before this series, right? Doc Rivers has had a lot of criticism, right? You know, and. This is his opportunity to outcoach uh, Coach Missoula on the Celtics, right? And the last time he had success in the NBA, ironically, was with the Celtics winning a championship there. So I think the way that he coached today without 
uh, without Embiid in the lineup was unreal. And you see James Harden turning back the clock. And I mean, this is first 40-point game ever uh, as a Philadelphia 76er. His career playoff high. Um, and you got guys like Paul Reed, you know, stepping up and ready for this moment. They got DeAnthony Melton, you know, from, over from Memphis, who's really contributed. Tyrese Maxey. These guys are ready. How many shots do you think P.J. Tucker took today? Probably one, like he always says. Zero. 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 As many as the three of us. With zero uh, field goals and free throws. 37 Exactly. Finesse said that. And as the Celtics coach, you want to take advantage of that, right? You got a guy playing 37 minutes, as Finesse said. They pretty much got four guys on the offensive end, right? And a more experienced coach would take advantage of that. This is where someone like Doc Rivers and what Kendrick Perkins said Maybe the advantage here. And look, if Embiid comes back for that game too and somehow they sneak that game too before going back to Philly 2-0 up, damn, a lot of people didn't even give them a chance to win one, one game in this series. You know, they thought there would be a sweep. But Philadelphia can th- thank the Atlanta Hawks for really pushing Boston in that previous series, right? Mm. And, and there's some doubts in their head. You know, and this is where, uh, you know, Udoka's missed, right? And, and a rookie coach comes in. Um, really, really exciting to see where this series goes. Finesse, what do you think? Yeah, um, it's it's a shame, uh, not from a Miami Heat fan, but it's a shame that this wasn't the uh, conference finals. It's it's obviously everyone's pick with Bucks being gone, either of these two. Um, but I'm happy because that means these two wear each other out. Hopefully, you know, Miami get through. Um, you know, Tyrese Maxey, I'm not sure if you guys saw, was he was he doing some sort of a legal play there at the end. He was calling for the ball from, from Boston and, and he stole it for the dunk. Um, Boy, smart did, those ones. Yeah, I saw the yeah, turnover. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Malcolm Brogdon threw it away and went straight into Tyrese Maxey's hands. And I don't know if it was illegal, right? Um, I think he was... Yeah. I mean, it's not illegal, but ethically, yeah. I think he was calling for the ball. Um, and then yeah. James Harden showed the James Harden that he is and, and closed it off. So it's, it's yeah. nice to see that. Hey, and just with James Harden today, you talked about Steph Curry finesse, um, 47 points from the field and only three free throws in that 50 ball. James Harden known for getting to the free throw line. Only four free throws today. So 17 from 30 from the field, 41 points from the field. Uh, you know, this is just unlike James Harden. Obviously, he's a bit older, finds it a bit more difficult taking it to the butter and getting that con- con- uh, contact and getting to the free throw line. So supreme effort from him, right? Hey, Woods, that's his best game in a couple of seasons now. And to come, like, on a, on a road victory, and, you know, they've been off for so long. I don't know if I told you it was someone else yesterday. I thought Philadelphia had no chance in this first game. I thought that whole rest versus rust thing was going to go against them. I thought Boston would have been really up for this. And, yeah, it obviously came down to the wire and Philadelphia got it. So, look, with the second series there, I can certainly say Miami's up, um, you know, 1-0 in that series there. We've got game two tomorrow in New York. We're going to save that a little bit there because we're going to do a little bit of a heat segment after that. So we'll talk a little bit about more about that series there. So, Finesse, don't think we're forgetting about your heat there, mate. We'll just sort of save that there. But looking forward to that game too tomorrow. But, look, let's touch on those West series there. And let, let's start off with the the other series that um, occurred today as well. So, Denver taking a big 2-0 lead against Phoenix there. Um, did you boys get a chance to watch that one today? Yeah, I got a chance to watch the the fourth. And for someone who is who might have never watched basketball, you'd think Kevin Durant is the worst player you've ever seen. The Suns are the worst team you've ever seen. Uh, it, it was just shocking. It, it was honestly disappointing. You know, uh, I didn't get to watch the uh, Celtics and Philadelphia um, end of that game, so I really wanted to, to watch a close ending 
um, and, and we didn't get to see that. It was quite a disappointing end to the game. And we see, obviously, Chris Paul going down with another injury there. Like, he, he does seem to at this time of year. It was a bit of a surprise there. Um, I want to throw two names at you, Woods, on that Phoenix Suns bench. Um, TJ Warren and Terrence Ross. Now, yeah. they are guys that can fill it up, right? Phoenix scored 87 today. Why aren't those guys playing? Well, I was just talking to Finesse before you came on, and I said, look, it's, the problem is not their, their, their big three. I mean, DeAndre Ayton can be, has been a bit of a liability on the defensive end. But apart from their big three, they don't, they don't have a, a great bunch of role players. You look at Josh Okoji, uh, you know, Bismack Biombo, Cameron Payne. Like, you know, he almost forgot that Kevin Durant was on the court in that fourth quarter today, Finesse, right? They missed well, the first nine shots in that fourth four quarter. Four bench points is just not good enough, is No, it? so it's those not- guys you mentioned, right, proven veterans in this league, you know, have done it before. Um, I'm just a, a bit surprised that the coaching staff don't don't give them more of a burn in the game, you know, right? So, yeah, I didn't even know Terrence Ross played for the Suns. And we've seen him. He's one in that, you know, 50-point club, right? He can come on and hit, you know, eight three-pointers. There's a lot of, you know, I mean, Damien Lee, 25 minutes in that game today was, you know, none, yeah. of, none of five or something like that from the field. That's I mean, that's way too much for him there. Campaign, like you said, was pretty ordinary as well, Wood. So, you know, even someone like Darius Baisley's on that bench, not the worst player in the world. You could see maybe he could come sure. and play a little bit there. But what about, let's talk about the, the Phoenix sort of side of that. Obviously, Embiid, uh, sorry, the Joker today, 39. You mean the Denver side, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, the Denver side there. Yep. So, um, look, I think the MVP is going to be named tomorrow and it probably will likely be Embiid, I'd say. So it's kind of interesting that he could get named after not playing and his team wins and then his main rival there basically put his team on his back and had a, a monster line. But what were you guys' takes on the on the Nuggets and what they've been doing so far? Uh, real quick on the MVP, uh, Embiid is bottom of that three for me. He should not be the MVP. I, I won't be mad if you... Uh, Jokic gets it, but I think it should go to Giannis. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Denver, um, I mean, Jamal Murray. Let me retract my Kevin Durant statement. Jamal Murray may be the worst player I've ever seen if I've never watched basketball and I watched <laughs> that game today. Uh, and But, I mean, uh, Nikola Jokic, like, he just, he does what he does and it's just amazing to watch. Jamal Murray was none of nine three-pointers today. I'm not sure he's ever done that in his career, like missing that many. He's been pretty good, hasn't he, up until now sort of thing. But that just shows you if your second-best player can really struggle. You know, Eric Gordon oh, – sorry, Aaron Gordon only had 16 in that game, so it wasn't yeah. like he was, you know, really dominating. But, again, the Joker just put the team on the back, and they got a little bit more contributions from the bench. They only played three guys off the bench, surprisingly. But, you know, Brown got nine points, and Jeff Green did his usual big dunk, and – and that there. So, um, interesting, um, Thomas Bryant doesn't get on there as well. He's another guy that I've sort of been a fan of over the years. But I guess when you've got a player like the Joker, there's not a lot of minutes for the big men there. But can you guys see that series sort of going the distance or how long do you sort of think that series will go? Well, they say you don't know what the series is like till both teams have played at home, right? Mm-hmm. So, Phoenix are going back home. They've got a great crowd there uh, that's going to, you know, get behind them. I think so. Monty Williams, I'm always concerned about him and, and some of the decisions that he makes as, as a coach. We talked about his rotations. Um, interestingly enough, I saw uh, the post-game press conference with KCP and Jamal Murray today. And Jamal Murray looked at the box because he's like, none from nine. I thought I was bad today, but that bad. And KCP had a laugh at him. He's don't worry, Mo, we got you, right? So it's kind of like, look, he's going to have those bad days. But, you know, KCP had a good game. Gordon played, Gordon played good today. And, you know, Jokic, I mean... He's just incredible, right? I mean, yeah. I think people underrate him and don't give him the credit he deserves, right? 
this guy's just, I mean, he's the greatest passing seven footer God has ever created. Is it fair to say that? It's a fair call. Yeah. Hey, right. what's just quickly your thoughts on Aaron Gordon's hair? I mean, I love it, man. You know, I love it. I love okay. it. I love left field stuff, right? You know, I'm, like I'm good with it, right? I'm nice. good with it. Yeah. Nice. All right, well, let's get into this big series now. We sort of, you know, touched on it a few times there. Huge series coming up with Lakers and Golden State. So, obviously, Golden State have got the home court advantage. Game one is tomorrow. Um, yeah, really looking forward to this myself. We'll get to see LeBron and Steph one more time. Um, might start with you, Finesse, about that one. Um, what are your thoughts on this series, and what are you looking forward to seeing it? If you don't watch any other basketball this year, watch this series. This, this will just be an incredible series. I'm really liking the Lakers team they have after that all-star break. Um, like I said right before the playoffs started, um, I, I think they have what it takes to go all the way. Um, it's not like, you know, that their pieces that they have are like massive pieces, but people like Austin Reeves and Ruri Hachimura stepping up. Um, it's yeah, Schroeder very, as well has been big, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Very, very exciting to watch. Um, I'm, I'm going to add, actually, I have watched one game of regular season basketball this year, and it was obviously LeBron's um, all-time record game. Yeah. But I'm glad I got back into it for the playoffs because this has been a very exciting playoffs. And, I'm yeah, I, I can't say anything, but I'm excited to watch this. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping AD uh, steps back for this series. We want him to step up for every other series, but let this be LeBron versus Curry, please, one last well, time. Give us a prediction. Who wins this series? Lakers. I, I'm, I'm saying it's a Lakers final. Uh, I don't know about East. Mm-hmm. And what are your thoughts, Woods? Lakers in six. And I think you, you look at Kevon Looney and the big impact that he had against Sacramento on the glass, right? Um, mm-hmm. You go up against the front line of Anthony Davis, LeBron James, uh, Vanderbilt, and, and Rui Hachimura, as, as Finesse mentioned. It's going to be a lot more difficult for him, right? And uh, the, the way the... Golden State plays, you know, they're going to need someone to crash the glass and it's not going to be as easy for him. So I think the Lakers in six, maybe seven, right? I'm going to say. And right? let me ask you as well, Woods, I know you've been a bit of a fan of D'Angelo Russell. Who does he guard in this series? He can't guard Steph. He definitely can't guard Clay. You see someone that gets played off the court a little bit and you might yeah. see someone like Schroeder potentially getting some more minutes. Yes, correct. Yeah. I agree no, with you there. Yeah, I think you're right. And yeah, I think you're right as well. Obviously, Looney had a huge impact on that Sacramento series. He's not going to get it as easy against AD. Is he assuming AD can stay healthy? That's obviously a bit of a big if. And we hope that with this series that all the big name stars can stay healthy and get out there. But oh, for this, sure. this could break some records, I reckon, ratings wise and everything for the NBA. They'd just be you know, just rubbing their hands together in those NBA offices, wouldn't they, just with that, that matchup? Well, as Finesse said, we may never see this again. Two absolute mm-hmm. legends, you know, first ballot Hall of Famers. You know, it's almost the end of a generation as these two go out of the game, right? And yep. you, you watch them play against each other. It's must-watch TV for anyone, right? Good stuff. Don't worry about first ballot Hall of Fame. These are two top 10 players ever in the history of basketball. Yep. And, and you know, the, on top of that is the Warriors dynasty. It's like this is the end. Like these players are getting old. So yep. if you want to watch this happen, this is, this is it. Uh, I might be wrong. It might happen for the next five years again. So. <laughs> Uh, well said, fellas. All right, look, they, the fans have asked for this, right? So we did the Heat Beat segment all those episodes ago when we had Finesse right on there. And the fans have been asking for us to bring it back, so we thought we would. And um, especially good timing, especially with me rocking the Lamar Odom jersey, Woods rocking his OG Donis Haslam jersey there. So 
Um, so, Finesse, look, we know the Heat absolutely shocked a lot of people with that 4-1 victory over one of the championship favourites in the Bucs. Um, give us some thoughts on that first-round series and how, how you thought that went. As a Heat fan, it shocked me. Uh, it, it doesn't shock me that they won. Of course, everyone thought the Bucs were going to win, but if Miami win, it, it wouldn't have been the craziest thing in the world. But 4-1, I mean, that that's mm-hmm. unbelievable. And, and Jimmy Butler, what was it, game four, that performance, that 50, 56, what yeah. 53, 56, um, just like Jimmy Butler, just doing Jimmy Butler things. When the playoffs are on, he he puts his body on that line um, and it's just like unbelievable, unbelievable to watch Jimmy Butler. Um, it's I, I had to go out and actually buy a, a Jimmy Butler jersey I haven't had a Heat jersey from a from a current player in a long time, so um, I decided that after that performance, I, I've got to show him respect. I'll regret it if I never do. So, um, you know, and and to touch on the Buck side of things, Giannis's quote, as inspirational as it was, and and success doesn't mean just winning the championship. Losing four one in the first round, that's a failure to me. Definitely. Did he say something like, you know, if you didn't get promoted in your job, is that a failure or something like that? Well, I don't think you can compare the two because, you know, they were one of the big favourites. It wasn't like they went in with the fourth or fifth seed and people were like, well, they might have a chance. They were a legit championship favourite, had the best record in the regular season. So I think personally he was a little bit off on that quote there. I could kind of see where he was getting at there, but maybe he didn't quite, you know, formulate his words probably there. But one thing I wanted to ask you guys as well, look, we know there's a lot of... We're probably no name guys, and this seems a little bit harsh, but there's definitely some unheralded players, probably a better word. Exactly, undrafted. Good, good, good um, analogy there. And look, a big part of this Heat's team is the veterans. So guys like Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love. Um, how important are these two guys to the Heat's success? Woods, you, you take us away and tell me your thoughts on, on what these two guys can give the Heat. Well, we spoke about Udonis Haslam and the role he plays off the floor, right? I think a big acquisition for them was Kevin Love. Um, at that, uh, which they pretty much picked off the scrap heap. And the Cavs would probably now have said it, the Cavs probably regret giving him away now, right? Mm. But he's now moved into that starting lineup. And um, amongst all these undrafted players, as Finesse said, um, having Kyle Lowry, um, who's been great off the bench, actually. Gabe, Gabe Vincent's been great starting, but Kyle Lowry coming off the bench. I think he had, what, four or five blocks the other night, I think it was. Um, just been incredible. And, and Kevin Love, obviously, that stretch big, you know, fits in into that lineup with Bam Adebayo playing the, the five spot. Just looking at four blocks for Kyle Lowry, and I think they were all in uh, after the That's second crazy. half from the, from the point guard position. So um, it, it can't... I mean, sure, Jim is one guy putting the team on his back, right? You know, 56 points. No one else scored over 15 points in that game you mentioned. But it's the sum of the parts that make a team successful. So as good as Jimmy Butler's been, these veterans have really contributed and, and helped those young guys along. So um, really important as, as Miami go further in, down this playoff run. I think they'll take care of New York. Jimmy Butler's status, finesse, what do you know? I mean, he, got, he left, the, left the court injured the other day. Is he going to be good to play in game two? I I personally see New York as an easy matchup and I would rest him this game. Yep. It's Jimmy Butler. He's not going to let you rest him. So uh, I expect him to be on the court. But on on that, how fun would it be to watch New York win a championship this year? I would <laughs> love to watch New York win a championship. They go crazy winning a game, let alone a series, let alone a championship. So 
I wouldn't be mad if they get through to us and then, and then through to the finals. Well, Stephen A. Smith was losing the plot when they won that first round, right? You heard that, Robbie, remember? Yeah. That's right. When was the last time they actually won a first round series? I mean, they had those years with Carmelo, what, in the yeah. you know the early 2010s type thing. Boston to seven time. games, I think, yeah. in that one, one series. Yeah. But I mean, Julius Randle being out, what's his status? You know, your boy. Yeah, yeah, my boy's hurt his ankle again there. So that's a bit of a worry there. Obviously, he had that ankle injury, came back against Cleveland, wasn't looking great. And then not sure if he just sort of tweaked it or badly re-injured it. So I think his status is a little bit up in the air for tomorrow. Um, right. I think they really need him to come back, to be honest. Um, you know, you can't just rely on sort of those smaller guys in, you know, Brunson and, and quickly and those sort of guys. You need your big dog out there, your all-star out there. So I hope he is back. And look, I think what Finesse said is true about um, Butler. In a perfect world, you would rest him in that game, knowing they've got the steal with the road victory, victory there. But there's no way anyone in that organization's talking Jimmy Butler and just sitting out that game. So this yeah. is not going to happen there, I suppose. So, um, well, look, while we're talking about Butler, um, Finesse, obviously we know he's one of the most clutch players in the NBA. You know, he's shown that even more this time there. Um, how much are you enjoying his playoff run? Um, can you see him continuing to step up, especially if he's healthy, and also with the second leading scorer, Tyler Hero, out with injury? 100%. Like, Jimmy Butler is going to put everything on the line. You saw it in the, in the uh, 2020 finals. Um, there's that you know famous picture of him just slumped over the the barricade, given everything he's got. Um, he did it again uh, this other game uh, when he dropped 56, and then he did it again yesterday or the day before when he uh, you know tweaked his ankle and went back on the court. Um, so Jimmy, healthy or not, he's going to give absolutely everything he can. Uh, you know it's nice to see the others step up when they're needed to. Um, such as Kyle Lowry, I forget what game it was, maybe uh, game three or, or whatever it was in, in the fourth um, quarter and he stepped up. So as long as Jimmy's uh, giving everything he can, all you can ask is the others to do their job. And look, I think you know Tyler Hero's injury status was initially around four weeks or something, so you never know. And that probably um, prompts me to my last question I wanted to ask you both there. Um, do you, no, I'll start with you, Woods. Do you think this team can stay hot and potentially challenge for a championship this season? Look, definitely. I mean, I, I think that Boston and Philly, you don't know who's coming out there. Boston's a bit iffy. Philly, you know, Embiid's, you know, his injuries are questionable. And that you don't know, I mean, who, who they're going to play. But I would give them a chance against either Philly or, or Boston, right? Finesse, would you agree? Yeah, I'd, I'd give them a chance against anyone in the East. Yeah. It's the West right. uh, that, that really scares me. Right. Um, I feel like they could draw against uh, a couple of those teams. Uh, but I think the trouble may be um, if Suns make it through. I mean, you can't have Jimmy, you know, <laughs> going up against KD for 48 minutes and, and overtime and ha- whatever else. And then uh, I, I don't think if Lakers get through to the finals, I don't think anyone is stopping that. Uh, you know, that's LeBron's, my, my opinion, last chance to win a championship is this year. So that smell of blood in the water. Heat, heat, they don't have a chance. I think Denver's a pretty bad matchup as well if the Heat somehow come up against them as well, right? So They're I think, probably yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Um, if I were to pick any of those four yep. teams, I would probably pick Denver against the Heat. Hey, Woods, wanted to give a little bit of a shout-out to, you know, a friend of ours and a friend of the show in Sydney, Sea King. So we had a bit of friendly back and forth at the start of the season after we did our predictions when I had Miami in making the play-in. So he thought I was absolutely nuts. He's, you know, I think he thought Miami were going to come second. This is one of these rare situations where we were both right. So 
Miami did make the play and they did sort of finish eighth in the season, but now they're a chance to sort of get through to the, the final two in the East. So I thought I'd give a bit of a shout-out to Sid there on that one. So Shout-out to Sid, biggest Kings fan on earth, shout man. Shout-out Sid, that's yeah. right. And he's he's in Florida at the moment, so, you know, he's living there. Nice, so. nice. You'll probably Much get to one of those Sid. games now, Sid. Yeah. Nice. All right, well, appreciate that, guys. That's good sort of giving a bit of NBA content there. So I thought we'd sort of just go through our last segment there, um, talk a little bit of NBL, a little bit of NBL 1. Um, look, obviously this week there hasn't been as many sort of big NBL free agency signings that we've seen in the past, but there's been one big move, Woods, and I know one that you were all over there. Um, Shannon Scott um, leaving Cairns and signing with Brisbane. So give us a few thoughts on, on that move there. You know, I'm a big fan of Shannon Scott, and the, and the big knock on the Brisbane Bullets over the years is they're not willing to get an, an import point guard. They've got Jason Kiddie, Nathan Sobey, you know, even uh, TJ Tyler Johnson playing some point guard last year. These guys are natural twos or combo guards, right? Yeah. Um, and I thought that for them to, to take it to the next level, they need to get uh, an import point guard, a game manager to put alongside the likes of Sobey, right? And we saw Shannon Scott and the influence he had on that Cairns roster last year, right? So really hey, happy with what they've Can I done. ask about Cairns? Do they know that free agency started yet or are they, did they miss that memo or something? Are they just getting rid of their team and, and packing up and going somewhere else? Because I haven't seen anyone sign there, but I've seen all their players sign somewhere else. What? I think they had one guy out of college, but near nothing else, and they've lost. Well, tell us, Woods, you sort of let me know late today. There was a couple of moves today, including another Cairns player finding a new home. So what were some of those moves that came out today? Ben Ayer as well, going to Southeast mm. Melbourne, out your way. Uh, finesse, which is, I mean, he, he's been great. And I'm, the thing about Cairns is they develop all these great players and you yeah. see them leave for other teams. You know, we, we mentioned Shannon Scott, you know, uh, your indigenous brother, Keanu Pinder, man, doing his thing, getting a big payday in Perth finesse, right? Um, and then you've got, um, you know, Ben Eyre, who's really developed in, uh, under the tutelage of Adam Ford in that Ken system, now going to southeast Melbourne. So maybe it's a case of money or just trust in Adam Ford. Maybe he's scouting out of college again and, yeah. and, and trying to find some guys from the G League late and trying to get them on the cheap. But, uh, I mean, they did get back um, Bull Call, which was good. Uh, DJ Hope, hopefully they can bring him back. He's not going back there. If he comes back to the NBL, he go, he'll go to one of one of the big market teams, and you know which team I'm talking about. You're Sydney Kings, right? Yeah. I'll chuck an extra zero on the contract and wrap him up. <laughs> and what was the, the other move today? Junior Madut, right? Where did he end up signing with? Tasmania. I like that opportunity for I him. like that for sure, yeah. We saw him had some good sort of moments um, with South East last year. Not quite sure why they didn't elect to bring him back. We know he's been obviously in Sydney playing for Norths in the NBL 1 East and dominating there. Scored 50 points a couple of weeks ago there. So, yeah, it's an interesting move there. Well, look, I've finished the NBL stuff with you, Finesse. Just wanted to see, get your opinion on the off-season so far for your two hometown teams in the in United and uh, the Phoenix there. Um, what are your thoughts on the moves that the, both those teams have made so far? Yeah, well, until today with the Ben Air move, I, I hadn't seen too much movement with Southeast. Maybe I, I forgot something, but, um, you know, pretty unimpressed. It, it looks like Kyle Adnam is on the way out of Southeast mm. with that move there. Uh, Melbourne, amazing, <laughs> amazing move. Uh, but, uh, you know, I was, I was uh, you know, we, we got Travers, uh, which is a big uh, signing there. Joe... Jo- while Achul is back, amazing. Yep. Uh, Ariel is back. Uh, I am. I'm so disappointed that we were robbed of last year. Uh, seeing Ariel just go to work by himself without JLA there. Yep. Um, yeah. But now you know we'll, we'll get to see them both work together. Um, and and keen to see the import spots 
how they um, fill those in. Um, well, that, that's the thing. They may yeah. end up going with the All-Australian, All-Australian lineup. I think they've got a few of those marquee players. Yeah, I think if, yeah. especially if they can get Delhi back and get him over from, from the NBA. I don't, there. I don't want Delhi back. You don't want Delhi back. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, I do not want Delhi back. And obviously, look, they've lost a couple, haven't they? They lost Isaac Humphreys. Um, we know that, you know, well, we haven't heard anything about Rajon Tucker, right? Um, so I'm not sure exactly where he's going to end up there. Um, Tuck's doing his thing over in the States and yeah. shout out to him. But uh, he was good know, fun to I'm watch. Keen to see, I'm keen to see where he ends up. It was so fun to watch him at the end of the year. Uh, once he found his groove, for sure, dropping 30s here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> um, but I, I actually said this to uh, someone in the Melbourne United circle the other day that, you know, they have a great team, but so did Adelaide last year. They had an amazing team mm. last year. So uh, I hope it all works out. And tell you what, Adelaide are another one of those teams that their fans just on, on social media are just not very happy with some of the moves or, should I say, lack of moves they've been making. Um, even guys like Hiram Harris, who, you know, the Wildcats signed last week, he was a big fan favourite with Adelaide there. That, he was, yeah. um, So they were a bit disappointed to lose. You know, I think the only player they might have picked up so far is, you know, you know real ageing veteran in Jason Kadee there. So I guess we'll watch this space with the 36. I guess the difference with, with Melbourne and Adelaide, sorry to interrupt there, Finesse, is, a lot of these guys, JLA, you know, they're familiar with the system. You know, coming coming back into play under that Vickerman's system, Huck Porty's coming back after an injured year. Whereas that Adelaide team brought in Randall, who's a bit of a locker room cancer and things like that, right? A lot of these guys are familiar. So I think this Melbourne team may just go in as uh, early favourites, whether you no, want that I, tag I, on your head or not. Yeah, yeah. The issue with uh, yeah. last year's Melbourne United side was yeah. uh, you had some amazing talent but Melbourne United play Melbourne United style basketball right, and they yeah. don't do anything different. So uh, bringing back people who know that system is definitely going to help. Uh, well said. Look, just wanted to finish off just with a quick little NBL one update. I know we didn't sort of have any of that last week. Um, look, I wanted to talk about the game I covered last week. Um, the NBL one East between my Hills Hornets taking on last season's grand finalists, the Maitland Mustangs. Um, Hills won an absolute thriller, 82 76. Um, you know, this is like a season and a half of games I've been calling. This is easily the most fun. Um, I tell you what, when you're sitting, you know, behind the mic, when you've got such a close, exciting game like that, you know, you're riding every call. It's it's really exciting. A couple of times I watched a bit of the replay back. I was like, whoa, I think I shouted a bit too much on that one there. Um, but, yeah, just wanted to give a big shout-out for the Hornets there. They won five in a row, um, really moving up the ladder. And I wanted to say as well, Woods, I don't think I've even let you know um, this one, but been speaking um, – Quite a lot in the last couple of days with Hills Hornets import Sean Montague there, and he's um he's really keen to come on the show. So I'm gonna have a Sick. bit of a chat with him. Yeah, so that's um yeah he's got some big goals there, Sean Montague. Anyone that you know is listening or watching this that hasn't seen him, check out an NBL one East game. Um, he's got I'd almost say NBA athleticism. This guy never seen someone jump so high on a rebound like him. I'm talking in all sort of competitions that I've watched. Um, and to boot, he's a really good guy as well. So really looking forward to getting him on the show and chop it up with him, as Woody would like to say. So Definitely. watch this space with him there. Um, look, I thought I'd just, you know, rather than always just talk about the NBL 1 East, um, a quick update on the NBL 1 South, so down in Finesse's way there. So look, four rounds in the books. Um, there's only one team that's undefeated. That's the Mount Gambier Pioneers. So they've currently got a 6-0 and record. So I thought they deserved a bit of a shout-out there. Um being led superbly by Nick Marshall, William Mayfield, and Jacob Lampkin. So shout-out to them being the only undefeated um, team there. So, Finesse, just wanted to ask you, do you sort of take in much of that NBL 1 South? Have you got to sort of follow that a whole lot? Uh, I've only got to one game this season. I went and watched um, Gazy's Melbourne Tigers. You know, mm-hmm. they got some 
celebrity uh, reality TV stars on that team as yes, well. Yes, they do. Felix, yep. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they got an amazing team. I think there's a young fella named uh, Taz. Uh, he was just killing it that game um, versus uh, Waverly Falcons with, with Dylan Stith, who yeah. uh, watch out for him. He's got his citizenship now. So Oh, does he? Yeah, watch yeah, wow. out. Awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, that'll be very interesting um, to see who picks him up. He's got NBA athleticism. If you've ever watched him play. Yeah, I have a lot. Yeah. That's like Josh Sykes as well, who plays down there as well. He's another sort of one of these imports who just jumps out of the gym. And, and look, Woods, I should encourage you as well. I know you haven't had a chance to watch a lot, but I was looking through, I've been looking through the box scores the last couple of weeks of this NBA One South. There are some loaded teams playing there, I tell you. There's some really good good quality of players and some imports there as well. So that's going to continue to be a strong league there. So, all right. No, and Finesse, I don't know if you remember. Uh, I don't know, last time we had you on the show, if, if Robbie had started his gig, but... You know, he's now moved into the commentary box with NBL1, calling games on KO and stuff. He's not as big time as you, Finesse, but he's done all right for himself, hasn't he? <laughs> no, he, he's on KO more than I've ever been, so he's big time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I appreciate the words there, Woods. Well, all right, boys, it's been a real action-packed show. I really enjoyed this one today. Um, yep. You know, catching up with Finesse for the third time on the show, um, you know, he's always welcome there. We love chopping it up with him, so... Um, I guess before we sort of, you know, finish with the formalities there, um, just wanted to remind everyone where you can um, sort of follow us there. Um, so Twitter, we're at throwbackshoops. Instagram, we're throwback.hoops. And, of course, our email, throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, Woods, before we throw back to Finesse there, give us your little shout-outs there. Look, please send in some more questions. I know obviously we haven't had a chance to get to them lately, Robbie, with a lot of guests on the show and things like that. We will get to your questions when we can. We probably will do a, a mailbag episode pretty soon once the NBA season's finished. And for all of you that jump on Patreon and pledge your support for us, we can't thank you enough. Um, we appreciate it. And if you'd like to do that, look up Throwback Hoops on Patreon. Look for the two microphones and the Atlanta Hawks logo. That's us. And uh, appreciate everyone's support. Hey, Woods, I'm going to give a little tease as well. I'm not going to drop the name there, but um, yep. we've got a big guest coming on next week. So I'm we talking do. a former NCAA champion and an NBL star that's basically after his career's finished has stayed in Australia there. So that's my clue there. I've been um, linking up with him um, this week and having a few chats with him. He's really looking forward to come on. So, yeah, stay tuned. It's either going to be next week or, or the week after, probably likely next week, but a big guest we've got there. But now it's back to Finesse Main. Um Mate, where can people follow you? Um, give us your handles and your, you know, your shout-outs and everything like that. Yeah, TikTok, Finesse Main, uh, Instagram, The Finesse Main, and most importantly, YouTube. Check out, uh, yeah, Finesse Main. So make sure you uh, follow on there. Um, Instagram, that, that's where you'll find me day-to-day and, and where you can reach out and, and DM me. I, I respond to a lot of DMs on there. So if you ever got a question, hit me up. And also, Patreon, these boys. Make sure, make sure you go on their Patreon. Thanks, Vanessa. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Woods, I'll give you a final word. You know, I like giving you that. Uh, It's just always a pleasure to chop it up with Finesse and you, obviously. We've built this relationship over time. Really fun show today where we got to chop it up and talk about a variety of things and uh, really excited, as as Finesse alluded to, this big series coming up between Lakers and Golden State. Yeah. Well said. All right, well, it's a big thanks to the Throwback Hoops crew. Um, Thanks for tuning in. Peace out. Peace. Peace.